0: Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 37, and we pray our way through four different topics. Worship, Psalm 27, a prayer for ourselves, and a prayer for our culture. This week, as we're opening and doing worship, we're praying about God's immutability that means that God does not change ever. And we're starting out with Hebrews 13:8. That's actually the only scripture we'll have for this portion today. Hebrews 13:8 says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let's pray. Father, I am so so grateful that you do not change. I'm so grateful that yesterday when all the tech were working, you were still there. And today when nothing is working, when everything seems to take longer than it should, when my day just hasn't gone as planned, you are still here. And no matter what tomorrow brings, you will be there as well. And you will be the absolute same God then, as you are now, as you are yesterday. I honor you for that today, for your immutability, for the fact that you do not change. You are always the same and therefore I can count on everything you tell me because you're not going to say one thing two weeks ago and another thing tomorrow. The rock of my salvation is secure. Jesus is the same. He was the same when he died and he will be the same forever in front of me and he will always, always have my salvation in hand. We love you, Lord. And I just ask that you would be in this time, that whatever needs to happen today happens whatever whatever I need to say, however I need to articulate, that you would allow that to happen no matter what. I know that you are in it. I ask for your power this morning, and I pray that you would just have your hand on this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we are in Psalm 27. Psalm 27 is a lament. It has a very strong element of trust in it. We've seen that before from David's psalms. It has a really confident tone and it expresses a huge desire to be in the presence of God. Now, this is a psalm that I am going to read almost straight through. I'm not going to read, pray, read, pray, because it is a prayer from my heart. As I was reading it this morning, I was just thinking, I have nothing to add to this. This so perfectly expresses anything I might want to say today. It is titled My Stronghold of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom should I dread? When evildoers come against me to devour my flesh, my foes and my enemies stumbled and fell. Though an army deploys against me, my heart will not be afraid. Though a war breaks out against me, I will still be confident. I have asked one thing from the Lord. It is what I desire, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking Him in His temple. For He will conceal me in His shelter in the day of adversity. He will hide me under the cover of His tent. He will set me high on a rock, and then my head will be high above my enemies around me. I will offer sacrifices in His tent with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Lord, hear my voice. When I call, be gracious to me and answer me. My heart says this about you. Seek his face. Lord, I will seek your face. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not leave me or abandon me. God of my salvation, even if my father and my mother abandon me, the Lord cares for me. Because of my adversaries, Show me your way, Lord, and lead me on a level path. Do not give me over to the will of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing violence. I am certain that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart be courageous and wait for the Lord. Amen. All right, y'all, for today and all this week, we are praying for ourselves against idolatry. Idolatry is anything that we put as more important than God. So it's something that we rely on more than God, love more than God, cherish more than God. And folks, we do it all the time. There is idolatry in all of our lives. It is not some little idol that we are fashioning out of wood or metal necessarily, it can be anything from comfort or money, or pleasure, or stability, anything that we treat as more important than God. The first verse that we have is Nehemiah 9, 6, and it says, You, Lord, are the only God. You created the heavens, the highest heavens, with all their stars, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to all of them, and all the stars of heaven worship you. Let's pray. Father, you are the only God, the only one. You have created the heavens. You have set the earth in motion. You have created all the laws of nature and you uphold it as we speak. Who else would possibly deserve my worship? And so today I ask that I would realize how deserving you are of my full attention, of my full worship, of being absolute number one in my life. And that all of the other things that I would attempt to put in your place have no business being there because they cannot even come close to holding a candle to who you are. Amen. Second verse is Colossians 3, 5. And it says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So that's interesting, covetousness, which is idolatry. So when we covet things, when we are wishing we had someone else's life, someone else's stuff, someone else's relationships, that is idolatry. So let's pray that verse. Father, that's a list of stuff that we need to not have in our lives. We need to put to death all of those things in our lives. And I ask you to do that. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness. And I pray, Lord, as we are thinking specifically about idolatry, that you would remove anything in our life that we put in front of you, that we love more than we love you. I ask you to show us what that is in our own lives. Teach us how to walk away from it. Teach us how to love you better, love you more. Draw us into that relationship, which will pull us away from everything else. In Jesus' name, amen. The last section today is our economy. We've been praying kind of for our nation and for the world to be prosperous again, to recover from the effects that we've been having from the pandemic. We have two verses, First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight is the first one. And it says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Father, I ask that we would put our, our work, our effort in the right place. I pray that you would bless the work of our hands and that we would be willing to do the work that you set before us. No matter what that is, the work of our family, of our parenting and our relationships, the work of our ministry, the work of our love, the, whatever you have placed in our lives that you want us to do for the sake of the kingdom. But also today I'm asking that for specifically our job situation, let nothing move us. And let us always give ourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because none of that labor is in vain. And Father, I know that you give us our work, our career, our wherever we are placed in work right now for a reason. And that no matter what it looks like, whether it's in true pastoral church ministry or whether it's in a factory or whether it's in a shop or a store or whether you're a business owner or corporate executive, no matter where you are and if you are unemployed right now, there is work for you in this time. And I pray that, Lord, you would open our eyes to see what that is and let us not be tired of doing it. Let nothing move us away from doing that. Matthew 6, 31 and 32 says this. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. Father, I ask for provision in this time. You know what we need, each of us. You know how this has affected our businesses, our jobs, our livelihoods, and I ask, for you to provide for us. We know that you care about us. We know that you do not want us, I want to say suffer, but I guess that's not really theologically true. Lord, whatever whatever that you have ordained for us in this time, let us be content and satisfied in you while we work hard, whether that is looking for work, researching ways to go back to work or in the job that we currently hold, or if we are employed in our home for our families, no matter what that is, I pray that we would trust you for provision, especially for those out of work right now. I pray that you would provide, bring us the things that we need in order to live in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks so much for being with me today. I so appreciate you being here. If you are a broadcast watcher, I appreciate you hanging tight with me in these <laughs> in these days when the tech just doesn't work. And if you're a podcast listener, I also thank you because I'm sure that the audio is not going to be up to par today. But I also ask for some things. I I ask that you would uh, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, because that will help put this in front of more people who could enjoy this time of prayer with us and add their voice to ours in seeking our Father for the good of our culture, the good of our world. Thank you so much for being along with me. I do this every day. So I will be back again tomorrow with another episode, and I hope to see you then.